Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Pick your friends, pick your nose, but don't pick your friends. Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The podcast camouflaged as a nature documentary. He resigned from astronaut training when he learned there was no smoking in space. It's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. It's another exciting episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. My Canadian nephew, Drew McMillan, probably just told you that my name is Doug Jones. I'll be your Medicare expert for today. And I share my expertise with you by virtue of my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. That book is on sale at Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. And basically what it does is it serves up Medicare in a an easy to digest way. It's spoonful by spoonful. It's not challenging. It's explanatory. And those who have finished the book, and that's pretty much everybody who's picked it up, those who have finished the book have closed the covers and sighed to themselves and said, wow, if only I had known it was going to be this easy. And then what they do is they contact me and they say, hey, Doug, I'm going to go on Medicare pretty soon. Tell me what I need to do first. And I tell them and they do it. And then we congratulate each other at the end of the uh, uh, process and everybody goes away happy. So that's the way it works when you purchase Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. And if you purchase it at uh, Amazon.com, you're going to have a decision to make because there are four different editions. There's an Audible edition. There is a um, a um, Kindle version that you can acquire almost immediately. There is a paperback edition that almost everybody goes for. And there's a, there's a magnificently crafted hardcover edition with colorful illustrations. It's a $22 item, but boy, will you be amazed at the respect that you get from your offspring and your friends once they notice that magnificent creation sitting, gracing the shelves in your home library. So your choice of uh, all of those potential um, book edit uh, ed, uh, options <laughs> and um, those uh, options will be uh, very useful and satisfactory for the user who wants to learn about Medicare. And for those who don't want to learn about Medicare but like to be entertained, I present to you Randy Carson. Uh, he is the uh, the guy who makes this podcast sound so much better than it would if it were just me doing it. Hello, Randy. It's good to see you again. Hey, Doug. How was your weekend? Uh, I don't know. I was. Uh, I didn't realize it was a weekend. I was buried in end of the year work. <laughs> All weekend and uh, even up until midnight last night, and I'll be uh, I'll be doing uh, the same thing today and tomorrow 
It's uh, kind of a, it goes with the territory. With success comes sacrifice, and my sacrifice is the uh, free time and the recreational, uh, you know, driving around in old cars and stuff like that. But yeah, I do get to help a lot of people, so that is kind of rewarding. How has your uh, life been going lately? Well, I know this is not going to interest anybody who's not an IT techie guy, but I spent the weekend putting a new SSD drive in my desktop computer. I know that just, I know that just, I, you're just excited as hell, right? I, I'm hearing uh, the sound of knobs being turned, clicking, <laughs> clicking off. <laughs> I, uh, do you want to go into a little more detail? Uh, well, I had a... Uh, an opportunity. I I w- been watching uh, Amazon, and I was uh, I was wanting to get an SSD drive for my desktop, which will which did speed it up a whole bunch. But I you've been waiting to do that, so they had one on a black what was it Black Thursday, Black Friday. I don't know what they are anymore. Just yeah. anything anything black, you know. They're going to sell you something. So anyway, I've been watching this thing for oh I months, and it was uh, you know like. More than I wanted to spend. It was up over two hundred dollars. And I, well, you know, I or it's already. I my drive's already working. So, do I really want to spend another two hundred dollars just for the, make it a little faster? And that, yeah, and the, the answer is yes. <laughs> the ultimate answer to that was yes, of course. Uh, so I waited and I waited and it was so the what was a Black Friday or actually it was the night of Thursday. You know, Thanksgiving. Okay. So anyway, I'm I'm cruising around on my cell phone. Look, I've got an Amazon you know app on my cell phone. So I thought, well, I'll just I'll just take a look and see if there was, you know, any possibility that this thing would be on, you know, like a Black Friday sale. And by golly, it was. So there I was, you know, camped out in my bed at two o'clock in the morning, ordering crap from Amazon. And uh, it came in and it took a little bit of, you know, guessing by golly to get it in. But I got it in. And man, I'll tell you, it is faster than I'm going to have to say it. A striped ass tape. Oh, I was going to say grease lightning, but no, you wouldn't apologize for that. <laughs> well, how come we don't all have these things for 200 bucks to speed everything up? Sounds fantastic. Well, you really ought to have because, you know, back in the day when these first came out, they were really, really, really expensive. Sure. But now they're not. They're they're really not a whole bunch more than a traditional hard drive. And what does one do? I've got a, I'm sitting here looking at a laptop. I'm looking at your mug on a laptop screen. What would I do with that drive if I were to say up at two o'clock in the morning and and uh, purchase one from Amazon? Well, you are one of the lucky few. You have an SSD in your laptop. Oh, I do. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, you that, do. That's what makes it go on instantly instead of waiting yeah. for the tubes to warm up and all that. Yeah, that that's exact. So you're you're one of the lucky few that it came in your laptop. I'm using a desktop, you know, every week, I kid you not, every week, the Smithsonian calls and says, we'd like to have our desktop back. (laughs) But there's so much room inside those things. You can pull the guts out and put all new guts in and you'd still have all kinds of room. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those situations where, uh, you know, the boxes, uh, you know, wow, that's a heck of a computer. And you look inside and it's mostly just all empty space. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what always amazed me when computers, personal computers first became available back in the 1980s. I'd say to myself, this, this must, there must be a reason they must have plans to use all this empty space in that box, but I never did see any. And then I went to laptops 
Thanks to my friend Roy Brotherhood, who uh, had a store in New York, and and uh, his son now runs it. And every time I need a new laptop, I just call Roy, and bang, a new laptop shows up uh, in the mail. Yeah, yeah. That well, that's that's the way it ought to be. I, I kid you not. That's the way. It, well, you know something. Rather than jaw jacking about SSDs, I have yeah. another question for you. Well, ask away. I'm happy to uh, sage your uh, curiosity. Okay, we're back on the stupid laws at the state oh level. Oh, oh, oh boy. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to give you the state. I've been giving you the state. Delaware. Okay, now you know, just hone your mind in on Delaware. All right. I'm I can okay. picture it in my mind. Yeah, and what would they pass a law for in the town of Fenwick, Delaware? Oh, to prohibit you from doing what? Oh, gosh. Well, Delaware is um, right on the ocean, or the uh, Chesapeake Bay, I guess. And, no, no, it's on, uh, oh, I can't remember which side of that peninsula it's on. I'm going to say it has something to do with waterfowl or fish. I'm going to say that you're prohibited for having, um, for uh, you're prohibited uh, against dating a waterfowl or a fish. You cannot uh, engage in romantic relationships. <laughs> that that may be true too, but that's not what I was looking for. Oh, oh darn it! Okay, so I have no idea what would have happened for these uh, poor folks in Fenwick, Delaware, to publish this law. But you are not allowed to tailgate in in that town, which means, by their definitions, you are not allowed to hereby stand, sit eat, drink on any street or the highway as, and using a vehicle as your picnic facility. Okay, so it's not tailgating in the sense of following too closely to another driver, creating a dangerous uh, situation. It's having fun. You're not allowed yes. to have fun? That sounds yes. like uh, that Dirty Dancing movie uh, where the whole yeah. town prohibited from having fun. Well, yeah, I don't think Delaware has had any fun since 1792, but that's okay. If they have, I haven't heard about it. <laughs> so anyway, that's the law. If you get to Fenwick, Delaware, by golly, you're going to have to, you have to have a sit down dinner in a restaurant or they're going to haul you into jail. Well, that's kind of disappointing because I am right now constructing for almost from scratch a 1957 uh, Chevrolet Nomad which is a station wagon, which has a tailgate, which is just going to be begging when I get it completed, begging for someone to have a tailgate uh, gathering or, uh, you know, know. celebration. I know. I just, once again, Delaware has missed the mark in terms of being the, the, probably the most fun state in the union. Yeah. Yeah. By a wide margin, I'm going to say, (laughs) I'll stay out of Fenwick, Delaware with my 57 nomad. That's for sure. Yeah, at least pull all your food in off the tailgate before they drag you into the <laughs> well, I, drag you I, into the constable. I re- when I tailgate, I rarely ever get to the food. Uh, you know, I start out oh, with cocktails first, you. and I kind of lose track of uh, what I'm supposed to be doing there. I got you. Well, you know something? I am going to try to be a very, uh, you know, judicious producer today, and I'm uh, going to encourage you on into the Medicare world right on time well you are a harsh taskmaster sir but uh i know it will serve the audience better if we uh, go ahead and get into the real subject that we're here to talk about today and that's medicare by yump and yemeni i'm going to first start out by saying we have a um, 
a client that I've spoken of a couple of times over the last few weeks. Um, I've mentioned that I never really acquired uh, permission from him to talk about him and his very cool business that uh, with which he uh, helps uh, tourists and probably locals have a good time. But he sent me an email. He's an avid listener to the podcast. And he said, hey, I want you to talk about my business. So I want to make up for my mistake of not talking not giving him a plug and i will say that steve westrick is the owner of westport um charters and that is located at the mouth of the uh, columbia river in washington state so if you go to westport charters spelled just like it sounds westportcharters.com you're going to find his website for his fishing excursion business He's got a boat called Hula Girl, and he takes about 15 clients a day out into the ocean to catch salmon or halibut or something I never heard of, ling cod, which is a variety of rockfish. Basically, a snapper is what he describes them as. They fish about 150 days per season, but he said he's... Uh, I know he's very successful because I've seen his uh, balance sheet. Actually, he's complained about his Irma penalty being very stiff. So I know that he's uh, being very successful with this Westport Charters business. Um, but he's starting to cut back. So he says, uh, planning to go out about 130 days next season, March through September. So Steve, uh, avid listener, owner of Westport Charters, if you want to go uh, deep sea fishing, uh, go to westportcharters.com and check out steve's uh, offerings so anyway he's um, a great guy because he uh, introduced me to his wife kelly who is also a client and now a friend of theirs and i are engaged in some conversation and we'll see if i can help her uh that's my plan anyway uh so i have made up for that faux pas of not plugging steve's westport charters business hopefully i've said it enough i have um a change in course the last few days, I have received very uh, excellent explanatory information about the dangers of Medicare Advantage plans. And uh, we've talked about Medicare Advantage plans frequently, and I think it's really part of my responsibility to warn people about what's going on with the Medicare Advantage plans in case anyone is uh, thinking seriously about purchasing a Medicare Advantage plan when they turn 65 instead of going with original Medicare parts A and B plus a Medicare supplement that I help them purchase. Uh, going with a Medicare Advantage plan entails all kinds of potential disappointments, and um, that appears to be growing exponentially. However, this is not the Medicare Advantage uh, uh, plan podcast. It is the L Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. And so in spite of the excellent material that I'm gathering, especially from my valued client, Bob Young, I am going to uh, step aside from the Medicare Advantage talk today and discuss something else. And that something else would be longevity. <clears throat> How can we extend our lifespan? There, I've got 10 tips here that should, they, they promise, to allow us to live to be 100 years old. Now, I'm close enough to 100 right now that, uh, frankly, I expect to be there in short order. Randy, on the other hand, much more youthful than I, and I want him to be able to take advantage of this uh, opportunity to extend his lifespan. So I want to uh, share the knowledge here with Randy. I'm going to be quizzing him 
about um, whether or not he performs any of the the um, things that this article intends to share with us, which they call secrets of living a longer and healthier life. So let me start off with the article's um, premise here. It's uh, more and more people are making it to the 100-year milestone. I will say that as a life insurance um, uh, expert, I'm watching a repair truck drive by very slowly. I think they're looking for victims. Uh, Nothing here is broken, sir. Uh, So the thing about life insurance is typically a life insurance company considered that uh, when people got to be 100, the number of people was statistically insignificant. So the original concept of life insurance was that if you bought a life insurance policy from a company and you lived to be really old and then died, you would have paid more premiums. If you got to be age 100, they would knock on your door and hand you a check for the full amount of the insurance you bought. If you bought a $100,000 insurance policy at age 100, they would give you $100,000 back. If you died sooner than that, then you would get the full 100000 because you died. If you surrendered the policy, if you said, I don't need this insurance anymore, they would give you the uh, cash value, which was building up closer and closer and closer to $100,000. It would have hit $100,000 exactly on your 100th birthday. Now, that's the basis of all life insurance. And uh, that's called whole life. And then they, of course, went to term life and then universal life and all the other permutations, but they're all based on that original thing that nobody lived, nobody, uh, statistically insignificant number of people lived past age 100. So this article goes on to say nearly 90,000 people were at least 100 years or older in the U.S. as of 2021. That's almost double the amount 20 years prior. According to data from the United Nations, yes, we all love the United Nations, don't we? So what is their secret, these 90,000 people who are 100 years old? The odds of being alive for a full century depend on many different factors, including genetics, location, gender, and socioeconomics. But there are some healthy steps people can take to help improve their chances. Uh, Gerontology research indicates that the pursuit of longevity is far more than wishful thinking. Modern science has revealed several actionable evidence-based methods that can promote longevity even for those without the perfect symphony of genes. Anytime I have a discussion with somebody about uh, my excellent physical condition, I always say uh, breeding will tell. I have um, excellent genetic uh, pool that I've drawn from, and I thank my parents for that. So anyway, um, here are 10 of the tips uh, that... uh, doctors have indicated can boost longevity. And I want to check with Randy to see if he's going to be able to have any chance at all of living to age 100. So let's start out with tip number one. Randy, what is your position when it comes to cultivating curiosity? Would you say that you're a curious individual or have you cultivated curiosity in any way? That is one of the hallmarks of my life. I really am. I'm not. I'm not just teasing or blowing smoke up your skirt. Uh, I'm curious about everything. I've noticed I, that I, about you, and I'm not I, wearing I a read, skirt. So I read. <laughs> I read. I read a lot. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll read it. So yes, curiosity. I think is a, one of the hallmarks of my life. Before every episode, you and I have a wide-ranging discussion about all kinds of esoteric things. Sometimes one thing will lead to another and then to another, and I consider that a result of our mutual 
um, intellectual curiosity. So let me say here, a strong sense of curiosity, a natural desire for knowledge and exploration is seen as a key to living a long and healthy life. So kudos to you for that. Uh, research suggests that adults with continued desire to learn and explore tend to live longer than their less curious peers, even when accounting for other risk factors. Feeding our curiosity stimulates cognitive engagement and mental agility, which may help to prevent cognitive decline and neurodegenerative diseases as we age. Curiosity about other people also helps us nurture meaningful relationships that provide emotional support, reduce stress. Uh, both of those are known to enhance longevity. Curiosity can also support what is known as adaptive aging. The more curious you are, the more likely you are to seek out solutions to the various problems that arise during the aging process. This might be one reason why studies show that curiosity in older people is associated with maintaining the health of the aging central nervous system. So uh, I, this you're starting out on the right foot, Randy. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm gauging your opportunity to live to age 100, and so far, uh, it looks like a go for you. So... How about staying social? This is number two. Um, would you consider yourself to be sociable? Are you staying sociable as you age, or is uh, is that not in your wheelhouse? Well, I th I've I wouldn't be considered to be the most sociable person in the world. Uh, I'm more of an introvert than I am an extrovert. But bottom line is, I I love getting out and doing things, not necessarily with a whole crowd of people. Well, I've noticed that you enjoy certain uh, locations around town where yeah. people tend to hang out and socialize, and those would be the bars. And yes, <laughs> of course, yes. of course, Cave Creek, you can't uh, spit in Cave Creek without hitting a no. bar. No, well, we talk about Harold's, we talk about the Buffalo Chip, we talk about Mountain View, we talk about all of them. But one of the reasons I go is because I'm all, this is some of my curiosity, but I think it's also some of the social aspect of my bizarre personality is I'm a people watcher. Uh, and you report back because you and I have all kinds of interesting conversations about the weirdos that you uh, observe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, under stay social, this is number two in our items that will help you live to age 100. It says experts agree that regular interaction with other people is a big longevity booster. Isolation is bad for brain health and increases the risk for major brain diseases such as Alzheimer's. It's important to prioritize social connectedness and finding community and belonging can improve health and well-being. Pets can also be a great option for introverts. And you've got more. You're outnumbered three to one. by. I've pets. got plenty. I got plenty of pets. I've yes, had plenty of pets my whole life. And you spend a lot of time hanging around with them, too. You don't just, uh, uh, you know, turn them loose in the house and let them go. You actually interact with them on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. One lady who just turned 107 goes to eat burgers with her son every week. She goes to happy hour every day. Wow. Uh, she sounds like my kind of chick. And she has a steady stream of people in and out of her assisted living apartment. The door is propped open all the time for interact to invite interaction. All right. So you're uh, two for two, Randy. You're looking good so far. Um, number three. The uh, title of this one is Keep Moving. Uh, would you say that you are mobile or do you just pretty much uh, sit in one spot all day long? Uh, I'm not going to. I can't claim an A on that one. I, uh, I definitely need to get out and move more and, you know, walk up and down the street more and all the things that 
But as you know, you know, your job and my job are both kind of sitting in front of a, you know, a PC. Yeah. We can't carry the computer around with us. And sometimes it's hard to get away from that. I know you've been busier than a one-eyed cat. Oh, you better believe it. I'm busier than a one-eyed cat most days. So that I will have to say, I got to do better at that. Well, let's see what they say about keeping moving. Uh, And you and I both kind of fall down on that one. As we become older, we naturally become less mobile. Uh, this is a certified health coach. Okay. Right there. You lose points for (laughs) not being creative with me. Um, this coach works at a wellness company in Los Angeles. That immobility can lead to larger health risks, but by staying active, you can delay and reduce the risk of things like arthritis, joint issues, and chronic illnesses. Not only does staying active have physical benefits, it also great. It's also great for improving mood and brain function. If you want to increase your longevity, keep your body moving, even just ten minutes of movement per day. I think you and I probably hit ten minutes a day, don't you think? Just walking around. I would, I would, well, I hit ten minutes a day just running up and down the stairs with the dogs. So, oh, there you go. Uh, you got to think about that elevator we talked about before. Yes, I know. Maybe it's <laughs> I time. think about that more every day, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, even just 10 minutes of movement per day can have a major impact. Um, and this other doctor says that uh, exercise has been shown to facilitate DNA repair. Deoxyribonucleic acid uh, apparently needs to be repaired occasionally. And active antioxidant defense mechanisms, um, oh, they activate. Uh, exercise will activate antioxidant defense systems. I didn't know you could do that without in, ingesting something. Uh, exercise will reduce inflammation, improve immune function, and boost metabolic health. Exercise, whether it's strength training, aerobic conditioning, Balance or stretching is a form of adversity, as is a cold plunge. It will make you stronger as long as it doesn't hurt your body. And that doesn't always mean hitting the gym or pounding the pavement. Uh, This person pointed out that studies have found that the longest living people in the world don't necessarily work out regularly or run marathons. They are the people who move naturally in their everyday environments without thought, whether that's gardening, walking, or doing work around the house. Well, maybe we're not so far off on that one. Number four, understand your health. Do you, Randy, understand your health? I don't know what that means. Do you? I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I would have to say that, yes, I do. I I guess I'm doing all right. One of the first steps to age management is knowing where you are on the health continuum. Uh, you, you, you don't have any choice. You've got a keeper who keeps you in the know as, as far do. as your health goes. If your health is, if you're not pursuing healthy uh, activities, I think she would be the first one to tell you. I, I am, I am made aware of it rapidly. The, so I would have to say, yes, I I'm doing okay there. Yeah. My keeper also is uh, points out every time I do something that's not to her liking. And typically it has to do with something unhealthy that I shouldn't be doing. Although I I've changed a lot of my long-term uh, unhealthy habits. I don't drink as much. I used to get all energized and do silly things when I drank, and now I get all sleepy when I have a couple of drinks. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the explanation about that. Consistently tracking the progress of your body and your health is important in order to have a clear idea of what it is you need to improve and or watch for, such as hormone levels, dietary habits, and blood work. The younger a person begins to understand their personal health metrics, the better off they're going to be in the long run. Um, 
as biohacker Avalon, whoever that is, that's somebody quoted earlier in the article, uh, as this person pointed out, it's particularly important to stay on top of cardiovascular health as ischemic heart disease is the leading cause of mortality. While interpreting conventional blood lipid panels can be complicated, a person can test for the less common but more revealing APO, APOB, and LPA blood biomarkers for a more clear picture. I don't think that's something Randy and I can do at home, I'm guessing. Testing I, for. I, I couldn't even do that when I got a chemistry kit when I was 10. Yeah, I, I, you and I got probably were on the tail end of the home uh, chemistry sets. I had somehow a, or another, we managed not to poison ourselves. Or blow the house up. Or blow the house up. But boy, you can't get one now. No, too many lawyers out there wrecking everybody's fun. Uh, there were junior chemists all over America back in the 1960s and 50s. And uh, they those chemistry sets are completely gone. All right, here we are at number five. Oh, oh boy, I don't know about this one. I This, this is... Um, all right, I'm going to just throw it out there, and you tell me what your reaction is. Consider intermittent fasting. So what's your uh, caloric intake? Do you ever consider uh, <laughs> pushing away from the table? I didn't think so. You don't look that enthusiastic about this I particular. I am not that enthused about fasting. Um, I thought about it over the course of the years, but then I thought, well, you know, I'm not think I'm not thinking that's my gig here. So, I mean, I watch my diet. I don't. I don't just go nuts. And I pretty much maintain my weight at the same level all the time. So I don't think I need to go fasting. I need to go slower. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> intermittent fasting, though, is something that some people think about. You and I typically don't fluctuate a whole lot. I, since I've known you for about five years, I don't, I don't see a big change in your weight. Um, I know that I kind of porked up last, uh, summer when I was inside all the time, but then I went back to Illinois for a while, worked like a dog and lost most, most of that excess weight, but intermittent fasting, consider intermittent fasting as their suggestion. Caloric restriction is the only dietary approach shown in animal studies to extend lifespan. Uh, that said time restricted eating known as intermittent fasting may be a formidable alternative, especially in humans. There are several types of intermittent fasting, but they all follow the same concept of alternating between fasting and eating for various windows of time. All I can think about right now, I'm, my mouth is uh, watering because we just had Thanksgiving a while back and uh, I had some of the best stuffing that I've had in a long, long time, thanks to our neighbor who who did a magnificent job with it. So when I think of fasting, I think of going without stuffing, and I don't like that idea. Uh, beyond weight loss, intermittent fasting triggers a multitude of beneficial cellular processes. These include improved metabolic function, increased insulin sensitivity, reduced levels of inflammation, activation of uh, some kind of pathway, a chain of cellular proteins, and... Um, Intermittent fasting provides health, these health benefits without traditional calorie restrictions, which can potentially cause nutrient deprivation. Well, we didn't like that one so much, so let's move on to number six. Prioritize your sleep. I picture Randy being an enthusiast when it comes to prioritizing sleep. I am. I there am. you go. <laughs> Smart I, don't, I don't get a lot of it some nights, but yes, I prioritize whatever I have. Yeah, when you're up at two o'clock in the morning ordering uh, drives from Amazon, I, so, <laughs> I assume that cuts into your sleep. But I picture you as the kind of guy who makes up for it the next opportunity. Yeah, I'm a big napper. 
you know, if I if I have if I'm really really in need of a piece of shed eye, I'll just lay down and uh, take a short nap. Uh, you know, take a short power nap, and I'm good to go. Well, do you lay down on the floor and let the dogs lick you, or do you? Uh, uh, no, I actually... usually stay on the couch and they lick me. Okay, that's that's good. Then, when you sleep, your body repairs and rejuvenates itself. Studies show that high quality sleep promotes skin health and youthful appearance. It controls insulin secretion, making you feel less likely to, or making you less likely to develop diabetes, and encourages healthy cell division, all of which are essential for longevity. For a better night's sleep, the experts recommend getting five minutes of morning sun as soon as you wake up in the morning. Well, in Arizona, that's what it's all about. The sun is there waiting for us. Uh, They also suggest eating your last meal at least three hours before bedtime and wearing blue light light blocking glasses when the sun goes down. Blue blockers, I guess. That uh, tubby black guy used to advertise blue blockers. Uh, So I don't know why one would want to wear blue light blocking glasses when the sun goes down. It seems to me it would make the TV look weird. Uh, artificial light, blue light coming from your computer screen and indoor lighting messes with your body's natural rhythms. Eh, screw that, you sissies. Um, okay, number seven. How do you do with minerals and fat-soluble vitamins, Randy? Would you say that you get a sufficient quantity of minerals and fat-soluble vitamins? Uh, or yes, do you have, I get Do you have no get, clue what I'm talking about? I, I I have no clue what you're talking about, but I, I'm sure that my wife is making sure that I have all of those I can possibly manage. Yeah, at this age, you would know if you didn't have enough minerals and fat-soluble vitamins, I'm guessing. So minerals are responsible for the chemical reactions that take place in your body, helping to convert your food into energy. They work together with fat-soluble vitamins, which are vitamins D, A, K, and E, which this person likes to call vitamin dake, <laughs> D-A-K-N-E. Okay. Well, that's okay. That's, that's stretching it. That's yeah. really stretching it too hard. Well, the, uh, the content curator should not have, have curated that particular sentence. We could have done without that. Uh, anyway, so these vitamins keep your immune system working, right? Your hormones balanced and your meta- metabolism running properly. Getting enough of these essential nutrients helps stave off chronic diseases that accelerate aging. Most people are deficient in at least one of the fat-soluble vitamins and or minerals. Uh, So anyway, they recommend uh, taking a ton of those. Okay, here's one. I know you're going to love this one, Randy, and I'm pretty sure that it's not on your your, uh, daily regimen, your list of things to do every day, but I'm going to suggest that maybe uh, it be added to your daily regimen. Okay. All right. Consider taking cold showers. Oh, geez. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> I, if, I'm, if my shower is not raising blisters on my skin, I'm not happy. I understand. The worst part of taking a shower for me is getting out of the shower because it's nice and toasty warm with that water, you know, yeah. streaming over me. If that were cold water, my showers would last maybe 10 seconds. Yeah, my I, I always tell people I must be related to a cat because actually getting in the shower and getting wet is my least favorite part. Well, I turn that water on a half an hour before I make sure that it's right up to the temperature I need it to be. But oh, yeah. uh, uh, take consider taking cold showers. Well, let's see what they have to say about this. Studies have linked cold therapy to increased longevity. Oh, bad news, Randy. We're going to die 
we're going to die early. But we're going to be warm. We'll be warm, though, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> increased longevity and disease prevention are linked to cold therapy. With this in mind, uh, this expert recommends incorporating cold showers into your daily routine. These regulatory longevity biomarkers, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce these biomarkers, uh, they reduce inflammation, enhance insulin sensitivity, leading to longevity. Research has shown that cold therapy lowers blood pressure and improves metabolism. One study showed that people who regularly took cold showers saw a 29% reduction in sickness-related absences from work. Well, we don't have that luxury because our work is where we also live. So, we, If we're awake, we're at work. Yep, that's right. That's right. Okay, moving on to number nine. Oh, well, now this uh, this may be a little more challenging. Be mindful of what and how much you eat. Oh, that's a mm. that's a large subject. I well, I I would have to say I, that I do pretty good in that because we are lazy people, as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Medicare for the lazy man. Uh, right. We have a meal program that we order in that's you know made just for us calorically everything's just for us and you know it's you're not overeating you don't it's not like you can sit there and stuff five more pounds of mashed potatoes down your face because you got them because that's all you get so i think we're doing pretty good all right well that's an interesting thing i didn't know about your meal service uh is that why every time i've been in your kitchen it looks as though it's been untouched by human hands that's because it has been untouched by human <laughs> hands wow i did not know that about you guys well, uh, under be mindful of what and how much you eat, it says diet is one of the most controllable factors of longevity with a wide range of options for nutrition improvements. One tip is to incorporate more fermented foods. I think I know where they're going with that. Uh, Ferme I know what a fermented food <laughs> is, Doug. Com comes in a can. Yeah. As uh, this expert pointed out, research shows that people who consume low sugar, probiotic rich Fermented foods like, let's see, I'm looking at the fermented foods. I'm not seeing my favorite fermented food in here. They list yogurt, some stuff I never heard of. Kimchi I've heard of, but I've never gotten near it. And miso, which is, I guess, Japanese soup. And those things are supposed to improve your gut microbiota diversity. The microbiota diversity decreases inflammation markers like the C-reactive protein that's associated with heart diseases, diabetes, and mental decline. Many experts also agree that plant-focused diets are beneficial to longevity. Plant-centered diets are essentially normal proteins and complex carbohydrate diets. These have been shown to maintain metabolic function, decrease inflammation, and downregulate MTOR, uh, which promotes the recycling of misfolded proteins in the cell. Oh, my God. Is that anything like a misfolded pair of socks? The world is very lucky I never went to medical school. I would have been chuckling <laughs> at this stuff all day long. Uh, to regulate portion sizes and prevent obesity, this person recommends following the 80 rule when eating. In the city of Okinawa, when one of the places in the world has, with the lowest rates of illness and longest life expectancy, they practice harahachi boo which translates to eating only until 80% full. This practice has been shown to help Okinawans live healthier and longer lives. I eat by taste. Uh, if I don't, you know, if I'm not excited about what I'm eating, but I'm being served because it's uh, I'm supposed to eat it, I'm not likely to stuff myself. On the other hand, you give me some turkey stuffing, 
that tastes good and doesn't have giblets in it. And I'm going to overdose on that every time. So I don't know, but the, the whole point of that was be mindful of what and how much you eat. And you said that you're forced to uh, be mindful I'm, because I'm delivered. For, well, I, actually, I'm not forced to be mindful. I can't be anything else because it's delivered to me. And when it's gone, it's gone. All righty. <laughs> well, here's our last item. And um, we've really stretched out the time today. Connect to your purpose. What the hell does that mean? Any any idea on that one, Randy? Connect. I, to I your can purpose. I can tell you what. Well, I can I can make a pretty good call on what your purpose is. Okay, what's that? I, I believe your purpose is every morning when you get up, you want to help people, and and right. you've taken you've taken that tack with the business that you have, and and uh, you get a, you really enjoy doing it. You're really good at it, and I think you'd be doing that even if you were doing something else. Well, you're absolutely right. My only frustration is not doing it more efficiently. That's what I'm constantly working on when I'm not actually sitting at the desk. I'm thinking about what I can do to help even more people. So um, you hit the nail on the head with me, Randy, and I would say that you do the same because what you do for people helps them connect to their purposes. And that's got to be rewarding to you in some unspoken way, I guess. Well, you, you know, it's interesting you say that because one of the things that I really do enjoy about, you know, people, you know, I'm an IT guy. So people look at my job and they go, oh my God, how could you get any, you know, satisfaction out of that? Well, what I, where I get my satisfaction is seeing people use the product that I created. Yes. That's, that's gotta be very rewarding for you. You create something and sometimes there's art, sometimes there's science involved. And yep. yet w when the people say, Hey, this is exactly what I wanted, or they come back and tell you that's working terrifically. Um, that's gotta be very rewarding. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this, the description of this particular thing is studies have shown that having a sense of purpose in life results in better cognitive function and longevity. Uh, this is uh, there's a transformation, a transformative power that arises when you're aligned with your passions when you sense that your actions are making a positive impact on the world or when you feel profound sense of purpose in your life. These connections infuse you with a distinct vitality. This might also mean taking up a hobby or learning a new complex skill like playing an instrument or learning a new language. Skills that require you to be mentally and physically present help exercise your brain and create a strong new neural pathways. This can help when you're trying to train your brain to adapt new habits throughout your life for longevity. Well, I don't know. We've uh, spent more time than uh, we can afford to spend today, but I'm hoping this was useful for people who want to actually live to 100. Well, I think this has been one of the more informed. I mean, every one of your podcasts is informative, but this one clearly sticks out in my mind above, you know, got to be one of the top two. Well, I thank you so I much. I really like the content here and it makes you think about what you're doing. And, you know, bottom line is, you know, like you asked what, you know, what trips your trigger? Well, in my case, it's learning. Yep. I, you know, if, if I'm learning something, I'm happy. That's been very apparent. Every time I've had a problem and I've said, Randy, how do we solve this problem? You, you don't go, Oh crap. I'd rather go watch TV. <laughs> you, you attack <laughs> problems as though they're entertainment. And I kind of like that about you because I don't have that particular proclivity. So uh, you and I make a pretty good team. You do the things I don't want to do and vice versa. Well, you give me a problem. I've told you this before. You give me a problem. I'm like a dog with a bone. 
Yeah, yeah, and and not one of those little foo foo dogs that uh, roam nah. around your house. You're like a serious yeah. dog. We're talking, we're talking the standard poodle sized dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've overstayed our welcome for today. Yes, I think somebody we have. Ought, somebody ought to evict the audience before they turn rowdy on us. The seventy five cent clock ran out a while ago, but there's just a few, uh, just a short list of things I always like to talk about before I. Bring the plane in for the landing on, uh, what is it, 23, runway 23 east, is it we always come in on? I have no idea. <laughs> that's all That's all your bailiwick. Okay. Well, anyway, get your pencil because Doug loves to hear from clients, potential clients, and friends and relatives at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. Doug is a nationwide licensed agent to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out at the website, MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. We would appreciate it if you could find a place to give us a review or two. Helps us out. Helps us out big time on the numbers. And last but not least, thank you for joining us. We couldn't have done it without you. We have more fun with you than without you. And as Doug said, we overstayed a couple of minutes here on our 75 cents. But in case you weren't watching on your watch, we spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He's camped out in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And today he's working so hard. I don't think he's looking out the window at all at 10,000 feet. Ooh, ouch. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Join us for our next episode very shortly. Bye-bye. <laughs>